American soccer fans, what's going on? Welcome to episode 28 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. On this episode, it's time to conclude our breakdown of the United States men's national team player pool. But before we do all that, Donald Wine here, co-manager of StarsAndStripesFC.com, your source for all things U.S. soccer, American soccer, and anything related to the beautiful game in our country. Hope you all have had a good week. It has been a week that was 47 years for me. Hopefully it felt shorter for some of you. Uh, It was match week for the United States men's national team with their match coming up on Thursday against Wales, the first match in 10 months. So it seems like a good time to complete our dive into the player pool. So this episode will put the forwards on display. We will break down many of the guys that could feature as forwards under head coach Greg Berhalter or maybe are better suited for the youth teams, but we'll discuss a lot of them. I'm going to begin with the wingers up front because as I mentioned back on episode 26 when we discussed midfielders there are many of these guys who could be on the wing in the midfield or up front depending on the formation that we deploy any of these guys could be in that forward position so if you didn't hear a name on the wing from the previous episode or from this episode you can shout them out on the post for the show but with the wingers I want to begin with Ulysses Yanez he is a kid that we saw way back in January. Uh, during January camp, he scored the lone goal for the United States men's national team in that 1-0 victory over Costa Rica out in Carson, California. He's a young kid. He's, he now is playing uh, pretty well for here in Veen and is on this national team a roster that we will see this week. Hopefully, we'll get to see him feature quite a bit. Uh, but I like the kid. I think he's going places. He's got to have... Uh, some good years with his club and really get some consistent minutes there. And I think that'll help him improve. And really, you know, as young as he is, he's going to be a kid that's going to feature quite a bit into the future of this team. And even now, we'll probably see him at some point next summer if he continues on his trajectory. Moving on to Jordan Morris of the Seattle Sounders. Jordan Morris, a lot of people... A lot of people like to diss him because of the fact that when he had a chance to go to Germany uh, out of Stanford, he decided to stay at home and play with the Seattle Sounders. I didn't mind that call back in the day because, yeah, you want to test yourself, but sometimes you want to be able to provide consistent minutes and really get your feet wet with competition. And from Stanford to MLS is still an uptick in competition. Jordan Morris has really excelled for the Seattle Sounders since. He's won a couple of MLS Cups. And honestly, I think now might be the time for him to go abroad. He His stock is never going to be higher. Uh, he has done a lot for the Seattle Sounders. He's one of the best uh, wingers in Major League Soccer and really features for our national team quite well. And because of the fact that some people think that he should have gone abroad and should have been in Europe, they don't think he should be on this national team. I say that that's absolutely crazy. Jordan Moore should be on this national team. The only reason he's not on this roster this month is because of the COVID restrictions placed amongst Americans playing in Major League Soccer and with Major League Soccer about to enter their playoffs. They didn't want to go through the quarantine process. But Jordan Moore should be on this national team. He's going to factor in, and hopefully he scores a bunch of goals for us next year. One guy that's in Europe that I think is very intriguing is Jonathan Amon. He is a guy who really, really fast. I really like how he plays. He hasn't got a lot of opportunities with a national team. I thought he's fared fairly well when he does get those shots, and I want to see him get more shots. I think he's a guy that 
can be a great asset to us, uh, whether it be for depth purposes or even starting out on the wing. He is a guy that I think can bring the speed level up and really just go at a team. We need guys who can go at teams, and Jonathan Amen, I think, is one of those guys. Corey Baird is a guy who has featured a little bit under Greg Berhalter uh, on the wing. I'm not as impressed with him as some of the others, uh, and I really, you know, when it comes to me, I don't think he should be one of the guys that we're really seriously considering as being one of the top 23 players on this national team. I think he's probably someone who could factor in down the road, maybe, but I think he needs to get more experience. I think he needs to increase his play quite a bit. Uh, he's kind of leveled off a bit in 2020, but really I think he was a guy that's a placeholder for some of these younger kids to come up. I don't know that I see him really making a big impact on the national team in 2021, but we'll wait and see. Uh, because he plays in Major League Soccer, a lot of people like to dismiss him outright. I I'm not going to do that, but I will say that there are plenty of guys that I think are better than him, and Corey Baird should probably be on the outside looking in. Same right now goes for Brooks Lennon, and Brooks Lennon is one that I've waffled back and forth on. I, th I thought he was really good when he played in Europe. He's returned to America to play in Major League Soccer, and and I'm not quite sure if he has played well enough to really be one of the tw you know 23 or something like that for World Cup qualifying. We'll see what happens with him, but I don't think that he's one of these guys that we're going to be relying on very much in 2021. He could be there for death purposes uh, if we get some injuries, but really if we have our top guys in there, I'm not sure Brooks Lennon is one of them. One guy that I think is right on the cusp, and I think he should be in the national team, but he might be on the outside looking in, is Emmanuel Sabi. He's super quick. He's super fast. He's great on the wing. I think he plays very, very well for his club. He's really dominated uh, in Scandinavia for quite a few clubs. But I think because of the competition we have, he needs to figure out a way to separate himself from that pack. There's a lot of wingers we have in this player pool. And what is he going to do to separate himself other than his speed? I do think that he has the capability to be on the national team and, and really make an impact, but he needs to create that separation, and that will re require opportunities in camp. He's not really being called into many camps, but if he can get into a camp and show what he can do, I think he's one of, one of the guys that I would call on uh, at this point in time. A young guy who is on his way up, He's getting ready to be on the national team for the first time. Conrad De La Fuente, he started at Barcelona when he was 12 years old and has now moved up to the first team. He hasn't played yet for the first team, but he's made the bench quite a few times, and he's almost there. And if you're playing at Barcelona, you should be playing on his national team. Conrad De La Fuente provides some creative flair on the, on the flank. He can have some speed. He can really provide some scoring options for us. I really like him. I, I hate that he's playing for Barcelona, but really his trajectory, this guy's a limit. And with him and Dest being the American kind of duo on Barcelona, Conrad De La Fuente, I honestly think he might start on Thursday. We'll see if he starts on Thursday, but he should be factoring into this national team quite a bit moving forward as his trajectory goes up and up. One guy who I think is on the outside looking in is Jonathan Lewis. He featured a lot for the United States men's national team back in 2019, but I just don't think he is of the quality that some of these other guys are on the wing. And when you compare this list also to you know him with this list and the list from episode 26, 
I don't see any room for him on, on many rosters. Uh, he might be a guy that can factor in for the Olympics, but honestly, I, I see Jonathan Lewis on the outside looking in at this point. One winger that we should all be excited to see is Yunus Musa. He is a guy that plays for Valencia, was born in the United States, but now uh, is just joining the national team because before he was representing the youth teams of England. And now he has accepted a call-up to join this national team camp. He will probably feature in the game on Thursday against Wales in his home country. But when it comes to Yunus Musa, he is so exciting. He's a guy that, honestly, I didn't know was on the American radar until a couple of weeks ago. He plays for Valencia, as I mentioned. He plays very well for them. He's electric with the ball and is one of those guys that can also create some scoring opportunities on the left side or on the right side. I want to see him play on Thursday. I'm looking so much forward to seeing him on this national team and to really get that experience because at this point, he still can represent England. He can represent the United States. He can represent Ghana. And I want him I want to represent the red, white, and blue. I think you guys out there uh, all agree with me on that. So Yunus Musa, a guy that we are really looking forward to seeing uh, a new addition to this camp and a new addition to this player pool. Let's hope he sticks around for quite a while because I think he is a dynamic player that we could use. Sebastian Saucedo is a guy that I think could factor in for the Olympics, but I don't think is quite ready for the national team. He is close. He needs to get more seasoning. I think he needs to get more experience, but I do want to see what he can do. I want him to come in to a camp, maybe January camp, if we can get him into January camp. That's probably unlikely. Uh, given where he plays. But I do think if we are able to do that, then let's see what he can do against some of the other guys and see if he can separate himself where he is featuring maybe on the club level uh, and see if he's featuring in maybe on the youth level uh, or even one of those French players on the senior national team. And one guy to look forward to, Hendwala Bawana from Nashville SC. He... I believe is about to become a citizen or has just become a citizen. Migrated to the United States from Kenya back in 2010. He's been here 10 years. He wants to play for the national team. Do I think he's ready? Possibly. I think he might need a little bit more seasoning. He's definitely in for a youth team or two uh, at this point. But I want to see more out of him before I think he gets to be mentioned uh, as someone who can feature in 2021. I don't know if that's the case yet, but... Who knows? I would like to see more of him before I make a full judgment on where he is in this player pool. Next up, we are going to tackle the center forwards, but I think this is a good time for us to pause for a quick break. Stick around. We are back. Stars and Stripes FC podcast. We are talking forwards. We first started with the wingers, and now we move to the men up top in the middle, the center forwards. We begin with Josh Sargent. Josh Sargent is on this national team, should be on this national team, and should, honestly, I want to see him do more for Werder Bremen. Maybe even get out of Bremen and move somewhere else where he can get some more playing time and really get some more experience because. Werder Bremen is not great, and it's, I, in my opinion, it might be 
stunting his growth just a little bit. But I do love this kid. I want to see him play more for the national team. I want to see him compete to be arguably the top guy in this player pool when it comes to center forwards. The one guy, though, that I do think right now is the best center forward in the United States men's national team player pool, and you're going to hate me for it, it's Josie Altidore. You're hating me for it because deep down you know that I'm probably right. Josie Altidore is the best forward in this national team player pool. He's injured a lot. I know that. You may want to blame him for 2017. That's fine. I was there in Cuba. I'm not going to blame him for that. I'm not going to blame him for the aftermath either. Because I know that when it came time to apologize to the fans, Josie was the only one that did it. So he'll always hold something to my heart for that. But also, he scored more goals than anyone in this national team. He's a guy that you can rely on in big games. He's come through in the clutch for us. He's come through in the clutch for us many times over his long career. And he's still only 30. Josie Altidore, I want him to stay healthy. And I want these other young guys to push him to become the best player. Because if Josh Sargent or any of these other guys are going to become the best center forward option we have, the road goes through Josie Altidore. And Josie's not ready to give that up yet. So do I want him on this national team? Yes. Do I want him starting? Right now I do. But I also want some of these younger guys to challenge him and take that spot from him. Right now they haven't really done that yet. You may argue that they have. But I argue that they haven't yet. And that's why Josie Altidore's name keeps popping up on these lists. And it will stay there until someone takes his spot. One kid that I want him to take Josie's spot, Tim Weah. Tim Weah can play on the wing. He can play up top. He was injured all last year. I thought that was very unfortunate. But now he's back for Lil. And I want him to assert himself in this national team that he's on right now. I want to see him play. I want to see him dominate. I want to see him show why we were so excited about him back in 2018 when he decided to join the national team. He he comes from great pedigree, right? His dad is arguably one of the greatest players ever. Easily the greatest player that Africa's ever produced in George Weah. Also, he happens to be president of Liberia, but I digress. Tim Weah is a kid that I think can can do a lot for this national team if he remains healthy. I hope he does that because if he does, we are really going to need his skill in 2021. One guy that I thought should have been on this national team this week, uh, but for some reason was left out, was Aaron Johansson. He scored more goals than anyone in 2020 for the United States. 13 goals and 23 appearances for his club. He he scored a lot. Like, it, it, when it comes to the 2020 season, I, I think maybe Jesse Zardes is probably the only one that's approaching him as far as number of goals scored. But Aaron Johansson has been banging him home. And we were in sore need of some center forwards, especially when Josh Sargent was removed from this team. Can Aaron Johansson be that guy? Maybe not the permanent option, but he's definitely an option. And I feel confident in him coming off the bench and scoring a goal. So we need some of these guys on the team. And I think Aaron Johansson should factor into this team, but he's not going to, in my opinion. I think if he was going to factor into this team in 2021, he would have been on the team this week. And because he's not on the team this week, I think he's on the outside looking in, unless for some reason he just goes off for like 40 goals next year. I don't think we see Aaron Bacon on this team. 
Jeremy Abobase is a guy that I love. I, I He's a Duke guy. The man is scoring goals and bushels for the Portland Timbers. He's a young guy. He's outspoken. He's really stepped up and asserted himself as a leader, both on and off the field this year. And I, for one, appreciate him for that. Especially that. And I think he, he has a future on this national team as well. He may have a future in Europe. He's still young enough that he could get that shot. And if he does, I'd love to see him take that. Uh, but for now, he's he's scoring goals for the Portland Timbers, and I think he should be doing the same thing for this national team. He should definitely be an option. I don't know if he's the starter, but he definitely should be an option off the bench for one of these teams that we have next year, whether it be the Olympics, whether it be Nations League, World Cup qualifying, or the Gold Cup. Jesse Zardes is probably, maybe Josie is, but... You could argue that Giassi Zardes is the most polarizing player in the national team player pool. He starts almost every game for Greg Berhalter. He scores in a lot of these games. In a lot of these games, he does not do a lot. He's very inconsistent in the eyes of the fans. And I, I agree with that inconsistency. I think that's something that needs to improve. But for his club, he keeps destroying people. He keeps scoring goals. And he keeps getting looks with his national team. And I argue that he's probably the only reason he's not on this national team this week is because of the MLS COVID restrictions. But Giassi Zardes is going to be a guy that's going to factor into this team. Again, all of these other young guys that we want to see on the field, they need to be pushing. They need to be competing to say that that spot is theirs and not Giassi Zardes's. I do think that Giassi Zardes is behind Josie, the, the best goal scorer that we have. But I don't think that is a great option. I don't think that's the complete answer. We need to have other guys step up and really do damage on the field for the national team. So we can talk about them. But like him or not, Zardes is going to be on this team moving forward. And it's going to be up to the rest of the player pool to take him out of his spot. Andrea Novakovic is a guy that has been playing well in Serie Bay in Italy. He's been... He had a couple of features for the national team. He hasn't featured lately. I'm not sure what else he would have to do to get onto this national team other than be on a better club in a better league. But for now, I think he's on the outside looking in. He still has time to make up some ground, but I think that right now he's on the outside looking in. He has ways to prove himself to in the eyes of the coaching staff. And... Really, when it comes to some of these options, he's a tall guy. You would think he would bring him in for set pieces and whatnot, but right now he's not that guy right now. Right now he's not that guy. And I need to know what it would take for him to get onto this national team and get a few more looks. But right now I don't think he's going to get them. One of the newest additions to the bunch is Nicholas Joachini. Plays for Cayenne in France. He just joined the national team for the first time. Uh, is also eligible for a few other places, namely Italy. But I think that he is someone that, uh, just watching him play in Ligue 1, he has been very, very good. He just scored last week, uh, right before he joined the national team. The guy is has some confidence. He's ready to play. I think he's a factor to start in one of these games in the November window. But I want to see more of him play. I love to see what he can do for the national team, and I can't wait to see him this week. But I think if he does well this week, we're going to hear that name quite a bit over the next few months. 
Christian Ramirez is a guy that he had some spot duties on the national team. I don't think he's quite ready for prime time yet. I think there's a lot of guys ahead of him in the pecking order. We don't usually employ a lot of center forwards, and we don't usually bring a lot of center forwards. And I think Christian Ramirez is on the outside looking in when it comes to this team. Mason Toy, another guy who is intriguing, but I think right now is on the outside looking in. He has a ways to prove himself. Maybe call him in for January camp to see, you know, get more evaluation. But when it comes to him factoring in next summer for the national team, I don't quite see it give, unless there's a lot of injuries. Alfonso Ocampo-Chavez, another guy that I think is on the outside looking in, probably needs some more seasoning, probably needs some more looks uh, from an evaluation from staff. But right now, I don't think I see him on a national team next summer. Charlie Kelman is a guy that plays pretty well for his club, but he's not getting a lot of looks from the national team I think it's because he's in a lower league, but I, I think when it comes to him, if he can move up to another league, maybe up to the championship or so, where he's on TV or at least un, under the radar of the coaching staff, maybe he gets a couple more looks. But right now, I just don't see it. Uh, and I know a lot of people like him. Uh, I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just saying that I don't think that he's one of these guys that we're calling on if we're needing our best 23 guys. Jesus Ferreira uh, has played pretty well last year for FC Dallas, switched to the national team, joined us in January camp, played in January camp, and really has had a really rough 2020 for FC Dallas. He doesn't start a lot of games. He sees some spot duty off the bench, and I think he needs to get back into some rhythm before he is back in the picture for the national team. But I did like what I saw from him back on February 1st against Costa Rica. I'd like to see more but I want to see him be more consistent for his club before that happens on the international level. Haji Wright is a name that we've heard for quite a few years. He's bounced around from team to team, but right now he's playing, and he's playing very well, I think. I think he's on the cusp of being called into this national team. I think he would be a great option up top. He could also move out to the wing. I think with Haji Wright, he's just behind the pecking order I think with Haji Wright, he's just further down the pecking order than a lot of guys, and he just needs to move his name up that list, keep consistently playing, keep scoring, and I think his time is going to come. And finally, Sebastian Soto. Sebastian Soto had a wonderful couple of youth World Cups, and then he just had a disastrous 2019 year on the club level. He has moved to Telstar. He's on loan there from Norwich City where he signed and has been doing very well. He got called into this camp this week. We will probably see him at some point in one of these two games. And this kid needs to use this opportunity to the fullest because I think that he has the tools to be a future member of this national team and even maybe one next summer. At the very least, he's going to factor into the Olympics and the youth national teams, the youth World Cups. But Sebastian Soto, a guy that I think can go places and I think again just like some of the other guys if he wants to be on this team he needs to challenge those guys ahead of him to take their spot because right now he's right on the fringe and I think if he can keep playing well and he can keep playing well in this camp he's going to move up that list very quickly so there it is our forwards there are clearly some others that were not mentioned here and if you have a favorite one 
Comment on the post for this episode over at starsandstripesfc.com. But that will do it for us here on episode 28 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. The U.S. men's national team, again, will be back in action this week. The first match is this Thursday at 2.45 p.m. Eastern time against Wales. Check it out on FS1. Tuda Ene or Unimas. We will check you out next time. Go, go, USA. And until episode 29, take care.